0: I'm not like them, but I can pretend, I think I'm dumb, maybe just not, What up, what up, what up? Yo, Q&A back at it, Thoughts and Prayers Podcast, your number one source for misinformation. Um, Let's do
1: a bad review of Dumb by Nirvana this time.
0: Okay. Um, All right. You got it? Yeah. I'm just going to
1: say that very short for the purposes of copyright reasons and pastiche that (laughs) it hasn't really survived as like the quintessential Nirvana song because it wasn't their magnum opus. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe that's a reason it's sort of a subpar Nirvana song, you know?
0: Wow. Harsh <laughs> tokes. Thank you. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, there can only be one it smells like teen spirit. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. A little sleep deprived. Um, came off the weekend of this bachelor party situation and Damn, just my other general... person what do i know who do i know, who, do I know who, do oh I know? no you don't you don't uh, okay so
1: it wasn't it that too. crazy
0: some, like, they, they... <laughs> some, like, pussy popping in your faces with plums? <laughs> no it was very broy. um it was definitely interesting kind of a social scene that i'm not like a part of very often, um, mm-hmm. kind of like business bros. Um, so I don't know, we went, we did like axe throwing. I don't know if you're, Oh, I kind of think that's a New- Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was, it was interesting. I can't, I mean, I didn't like hate it as much as I thought I might, but, um, I don't really see myself spending a lot of time doing that yeah forward i've only ever known women to do that to be honest really (laughs) yeah like a girls
1: like we're a tough girls trip
0: you know Uh uh-huh uh-huh i could see that
1: so there was no stripper there were no shenanigans
0: well so full disclosure yeah i kind of bowed out after it was like one of these things where it's like multi-phase like multi-destination kind of things and um I just pulled the, like, I've got a two month old at home card and, and kind of bailed after dinner when they were going to the club and like, you know, bottle service and all that. And I don't, I, you know, spending like $800, I don't even drink, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I just bounced. and um, So I can't say what happened after that point, but, um, yeah. There was definitely some locker room talk. I can tell you that. Oh. Do you want to to reveal? <laughs> uh it was nothing that interesting on it. I find it very cringe honestly. I don't I don't find it like uh, very like a cool thing to I don't know. It's just not well, you and I are both
1: sort of like anti or like sort of like into people undersharing at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that people's sex lives are for the most part even more boring than people telling you their dreams.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't I generally don't really care about either. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, if I, when I was younger and I was more promiscuous myself, I was more interested in hearing locker room talk because I was like constantly anxious and wanting to know if my experiences were <laughs> on par <laughs> like, with my peers. Yeah.
0: But that's um, like, it's such an unreliable thing in any case. It all, it's usually like the the person who's like, talking about it has something to prove or you know whatever i don't know it's just like i'm not really about it personally
1: or they're stating something like really obvious like he or she has like a sick body yeah but if that's true it's like you can see that without sleeping with them
0: typically Right. Unless they're like a nun or something. <laughs> or in there. Right. And that would be a better story. In that would case. be a good
1: story. Or they're in the,
0: they're in the niqab. <laughs> yeah. Right. All the way down to
1: their, uh, to the feet, to the ankles.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. Well, we have kind of a full docket for you guys today.
0: Um, I'm oh yeah. Really and in- we, we got a second, um, Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you so thank much. You. Much
0: appreciated. Remember
1: but, you um, can buy into this whole thing at the $3 level, low pressure, you know, yeah, $30 year. a year. You probably, you know, you probably just burn $30 a year
0: without even knowing. Oh uh, yeah. My, many more regrettable $30, uh, you know, spending choices out there. Yeah. I'm trying to talk soft because my mom is staying here right now. (laughs) Oh, dude, you should have her on the pod.
1: (laughs) So I'm like hiding a little bit in the, in the other room. I bet she's Um, got
0: some base takes.
1: Probably. She, she probably does. I'm like waving her away. I'm like, go away. (laughs) Um. Okay, so yeah, let's let's go down the docket. So, do you want to start with?
0: I thought you had. What uh, do you want to start uh, with?
1: Do you want to start with bingo, climate people, or do you want to start with the men
0: bowing <laughs> down? I or? think we need to work up to that one. Okay. Uh, we can do the eco terrorists or whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. So people had a had a lot of really intense. opinions about these eco-terrorists um they threw soup on a van gogh painting which honestly like death penalty in my opinion (laughs) um it's a stupid just for like sheer stupidity yeah it's like a retarded thing to do um and it you know, it was an empty gesture because obviously the painting is protected from people doing that. So it wasn't damaged. Oh,
0: really? They have like a plastic covering it or something? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think even more intense than plastic.
0: Like, oh, you know, really? It's a $20 million painting. <laughs> I guess so. So, um, yeah. So, been- wait, what? So, what is that literally all that ha- i I didn't even. The people look so fucking idiotic and shit and then you see that it's an eco protest statement or something so I didn't even I couldn't even really you know spend too much time on it but is that literally all that happened they just like threw this can of soup yeah they threw the the can of soup and then they glued themselves
1: to the wall Uh, (laughs) oh yeah with glue sticks or something yeah and I couldn't (laughs) tell if so there was some rumor um that they had uh like they were funded by some like billionaire pack thing i haven't done a full deep dive out. Oh, i was
0: it. gonna say it's even without knowing anything about that it was like this seems just like some world economic forum shit where they're you know got tricked some fucking libtards into going out there and doing this statement like what does it even have to do with the climate crisis or whatever how is it connected to that at all
1: um i think it's just like to get attention but like so let's do a deep dive so the organization as usual coming super prepared with all this information uh, the organization is called just stop oil okay okay let's put that in google just stop yeah and here's the website. no more oil and gas. The site already looks really oppy to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's like encouraging things like traffic like stopping people in traffic and
0: oh I've seen like, those clips on uh on Twitter too.
1: yeah, some people in Italy so they basically want the they want all the goal i guess is like clearly to get all oil to stop
0: <laughs> um within 8 years within 8 years <laughs> yeah
1: and i don't know like the overwhelming twitter response was that they were
0: um Allowing the this is from their about page. Allowing the extraction of new oil and gas resources in the UK is an obscene and genocidal policy that will kill our children and condemn humanity to oblivion.
1: Yeah, that's their that's their vibe. I mean, I think it's kind of some like pussy ass uh, environmental terrorism. Like, you know, I feel like in the '60s and stuff, they were like, you know like like sitting in redwoods for like forty days and like burning down like logging uh companies and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like they were like really doing like <laughs> full-blown terrorism. Um so here's here's the I guess the T. Just stop oil's primary source of funding was the American-based climate en- emergency fund. The names just get the names just get bigger and bigger um, <laughs> through that fund. A notable donor to the group has been Eileen Getty, who's a descendant of the family, which founded Getty oil.
0: So there um, you go. Wait, what they're funded by Getty oil.
1: They're funded by Eileen Getty. Who's an,
0: who's a, Getty, Oh my God. who's a Getty
1: oil. Heiress. Ridiculous
0: dude. It's such a dude is such an op because what I was going to say, what I love about this one actually is that it just, it, it honestly just makes looks, makes libs look retarded.
1: Well, and it's funny that, you know, this woman clearly gets her money from, she's a oil baron heiress. Right. So it would make sense that she would fund something that would make, you know,
0: <laughs> her, their opponents look like idiots. Yeah, yeah. And there's very little about her.
1: Um, you know, there's very little about her online, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from a family that's worth five point four billion dollars.
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm trying I feel to find like more. They're than... worth more than. that I mean, I don't know. But... Oh, I
1: mean, that's a lie, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is married to Bartol- Bartolomeo Ruspoli. Oh. They live in Italy, it sounds like, in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, her personal net worth stands at 20 million, which is also probably a lie. <laughs> anyway, this is the woman behind this, <laughs> these
0: soup activists, which is
1: weird. <laughs>
0: you know yeah no i mean it doesn't it doesn't quite add up um but it is interesting because on the one hand you have these these wealthy um kind of elite people like the gettys and world economic forum and all this who are clearly pushing for you know kind of uh Global warming and climate change as a way to, um, it, it seems like basically to to push to push like uh, a reduction in energy consumption. Um,
1: and like, here's do you want to hear the defense people are saying? Sure, sure. Eileen Getty has donated most of her inheritance to fight climate change and has acknowledged acknowledged hers and other white people's role in harming black communities.
0: Nice. nice. Most of it. Just <laughs> kept a cool 20 mil for herself.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whether she's involved in control, oppos- controlled opposition or not, she clearly didn't actually help anything. No, right. uh, So she's either just a, com- a total libtard who happens to have a lot of money or, um, you know...
0: Yeah, I don't know. But it, but I it, know. It, it just comes back to like at the end of the day, basically there's the people on I guess on on both sides of any issue like this are basically going to be, you know, turn out to be funded by various billionaires. <laughs> like it's yeah, just it always wor- turns out that way, you know. Yeah, because
1: those are the only people who even have any real money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. So it's like.
0: Right. And their motives are, are unclear, but certainly an oil heiress does not seem like they would be genuinely incentivized to (laughs) uh, end all oil in eight years.
1: Unless she truly like, you know, I, I guess if she truly gave all of her money and completely renounced her inheritance, and was a very pub like publicly separated from her family i would maybe have some sort of um yeah i would i mean it doesn't seem like that's the case (laughs) no i mean she keeps a super low profile and it seems like she's lived a pretty extravagant life and Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: i mean and i think even those people who are pushing like yeah we need to save the environment by cutting back on fossil fuels like I think they, I don't actually think they want fossil fuels to go away. They just don't want us. They don't want the, you know, the plebes to be using up all the oil. They want to save it for their their private jets. Yeah. They want to be like like flying on their
1: private jets and they want to be like living in their like, you know, like Malibu, like solar compounds and stuff or whatever, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah. I mean, climate change is confusing. I don't have a firm opinion on it, so I'm just going to fully admit that. Yeah.
0: I mean, same. I don't
1: like, I mean, I think the climate is changing. I think it's obviously changed many times in history. I completely believe that humans are fucking up the climate. Like that doesn't, that seems like kind of obvious
0: to me, you know? Well, uh, yeah, well, I think there's a dis- I think there are many legitimate ecological crises um, caused by, yes, like you're like uh, industrial farming and shit like that, you know, releasing chemicals into the ecosystems and like killing fish and whatever, like all that kind of stuff, I think is definitely a lot of stuff like that happening and um you know it's just kind of like impossible in some sense to produce enough food for all the, everyone that exists on in the current system um without having some of that but on the other hand i think the narratives that are being pushed surrounding climate change are frequently um misleading and intended in some propagandistic sense, to um, shift people's attitudes or behavior towards, to nudge them towards certain uh, policies. And um, potentially in, in the future, um, you know, almost similar to COVID as, as a way of um, conditioning people to accept a lower standard of living. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, all
1: the, like, Yimbies who are, like, if for those unfamiliar, the yes in my backyard, um, <laughs> who, like, you know, Matt, Fatty Iglesias, as I call him, <laughs> who want us all to, like, live in some, like, horrible little squalid, like, you know, 75-square-foot, like, apartment in, like, a dense urban area. and yeah, like the bug men yeah, and who think that that's, like, a great outcome for people, whereas, like, it wouldn't be that hard just to build more affordable housing if the government, you know, kind of subsidized it and made it lucrative for developers,
0: Um, but they
1: just don't do that, so.
0: Yeah, and I think you'd have to get more people involved in, like, food production and stuff like like decentralize that a little bit um there'd have to be some significant changes but yeah it's just clear the way that they're kind of trying to do it is just um it's like the rules you know the same old story as every fucking thing where the the people who are making the rules don't have to follow exempt themselves from the rules (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, anyway, thanks, whatever her name is, Eileen Getty. Um, <laughs> for this amusing stunt. Yeah. yeah, you gave everyone something to talk about. Um, gave those two BPD art hoes a record for the rest of their life.
0: Um,
1: they're probably, they could even go to jail,
0: you know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I highly doubt it, but I guess it is theoretically possible. All
1: right. Before uh, men bowing, should we do like the COVID ramp up again?
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. What did you have something uh, specific about that? Yeah.
1: So it just seems like we're getting more and more uh, like winter surge talk, if that makes sense, Um, which is always this time of year, the like big, uh, the big, (laughs) you know, so the New York Times, how to stay safe from COVID this holiday season. Um, What do they say? Okay, let's let's read their advice. Um, at this stage in the long slog of the pandemic, many of us are foregoing masks in places we pre- previously wore them <laughs> and getting together indoors when we had formally avoided it. Okay. Just to state the obvious. <laughs> um, it says plan around the highest risk member of your family. Individual risk tolerance may vary among your family members, but in general plan around the person at your gathering who is highest risk. That means taking more precautions if you have a family member who is older than 60 on immunosuppressant medications, received a transplant, or is a a cancer patient, okay? Um, It requires everyone who goes to those gatherings to buy into the idea that we're going to do the best we can to protect each other. They don't really say what that means. Um, You just got to buy into it. Yeah. Good intentions. Um, it says invest in a few heat lamps so you can move the meal outside. That's going to be great in the <laughs> parts of the country that are already hitting freezing temperatures.
0: Um, and then the listeners, meal- if you know anybody who does something like that, you should hit us up because I just don't. I, I, are there really people like that who are going to set a, get by heat lamps to make an outdoor Christmas dinner in the middle of winter?
1: I don't know. I had a friend the other day put a mask on when we got onto the subway. And that was the first time I'd seen that in months and months and months. Interesting. I didn't say anything about it or, you know.
0: Yeah. I didn't stress it. I mean, what can you say really at that point?
1: (laughs) I mean, it was just like saying something would be worse because I'm just like, my whole thing is like, you do you. Right. At this point. All right. So I'm just like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was the only person on the whole subway car wearing a
0: mask. Yeah, interesting.
1: Um, and then of course they want you to get the bivalent booster, which is completely failing across the country. <laughs> Less than ten percent of people who are eligible have gotten it. Um, it's available for five and up, which is a complete travesty because there's no there's no data that says children need it
0: um there, there's no no data on anything related to it they didn't ha- do any trials in humans
1: <laughs> yeah and can I ask something because I feel like this was memory hold but wasn't the original when we went and got the fucking because you and I let's just like confess it like it's maybe regrettable but we, <laughs> we both have at least the first two
0: right yes yes we were not uh. We were still hypnotized at that point. That's yeah. the best and way I, I And I did get
1: the Moderna booster um, and I still got COVID. And I guess my question is like, did I totally memory hold this or weren't people saying that the vaccines were 95% effective at reducing transmission?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, ex- I mean, they're trying to, they're, explicitly trying to change that narrative right now. Um, but yes, that was the whole claim that that was blasted on the news everywhere. 95% effective, 94% effective. Right. And I guess they didn't really explicitly say, they said it, it was um, protection against symptomatic infection, 95% protection.
1: See, but um, that wasn't made clear. It was 95, I thought it was 95% the way it was framed, it was ninety five percent prevents transmission, and the five percent chance you do get it, you'll have a very mild case.
0: Yeah, that was that was that was my understanding at the time as well. Um, and when I had COVID, it honestly
1: wasn't any mild milder than people I know who got it before the vaccine.
0: No, same. And I I actually had it before, both before and after. Um, well, I I didn't get I, I think I got it like right at the beginning of the pandemic, like March, 2020. Yeah. Um, and then I, I got it again um, just this year. And it was like pretty much the same both times.
1: Yeah. Like people I know who got sick before weren't that much sicker than I was after my three shots.
0: And I, and I know plenty of unvaccinated people too. Um, and none of them were you know they they had it and i would say honestly milder than most people most vaccinated people i know yeah and the, the thing that pisses me off about it now that they're like walking back this
1: whole transmission thing is the only argument for a um the only argument for a mandate is, is if it reduces or reduces or prevents transmission. Right. Because right. Otherwise yeah. it's people's personal health. Like you can tell people they should get all these vaccines, but like they get to decide, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's right. just, and, and that actually people like act like that's not true of most vaccines, but that is true of a lot of vaccines. I mean, you have to have, you know, measles, mumps, and rubella to go to school. And I think you have to have hepatitis A and B to go to school. But, you know, later vaccines like meningitis, which is really, really deadly. Mm -hmm. Like, I know someone who got meningitis in college and she had to have both her legs amputated. Wow. um, And barely survived. And those meningitis vaccines are required, uh, for the most part, for Mm -hmm. kids to attend school um Gardasil which is the you know HPV vaccine um isn't uh required by any means it's like a personal choice and Mm -hmm. you know that can prevent cervical cancer in women um so it's interesting that there's like these other um vaccines that are like kind of like post um those very initial ones you get as a baby and uh, we don't force people to get them, even if it arguably, like "quote unquote," is for societal good. Also, I have some questions about the HPV vaccine because <laughs> yeah. every woman I know uh, got the HPV vaccine, and every woman I know has HPV. Got HPV?
0: Yes. Yeah. So that yes. that was what I was gonna say is that I I don't. I, again, I haven't specifically looked into the HPV issue but i i suspect it's probably not very effective and it's
1: just i don't understand (laughs) how i know so many women who have hpv yeah if it's like you know and i mean for the most part it's fine it's like a manageable issue
0: Mm -hmm. um you know
1: especially if it's monitored and whatever but it's just interesting
0: well, yeah, and even I mean, when we don't need to get like deep into all the, the like OG anti-vax shit. And I don't even honestly know that much about it. Um, but I have I I am aware that there are arguments that like basically for even a lot of these diseases that are supposedly eradicated as a result of vaccines, that um they were already trending down well before the vaccines were introduced and That it was, uh, you know, their argument was that it was actually a cause of, like, improvements in sanitation and systems and things like that, that um, kind of eradicated those diseases.
1: Yeah, I mean, not to be wannabe Red Scare, but... They describe themselves as vaccine moderates,
0: and I kind of feel like
1: <laughs> that's where I land. Yeah, I de-
0: yeah. and that for me, it's just a matter of I, I don't want to make any definitive claims because I honestly haven't looked into that very much. The COVID stuff, I have for sure, so I'm well versed in that. But the other stuff, I don't know. And um, so, I know. so you think bivalent booster is certainly a bad idea. Uh, I'm not. I can tell you, I'm not getting it. My family will not be getting it. Um, Do you
1: think someone over 65 should get a bivalent booster?
0: There, I mean, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't if I was over 65 or whatever. Either I wouldn't personally. Um, I guess there's just theoretically like a somewhat more reasonable justification, just because at least they're higher risk for COVID. So it's like. Whereas, like a young, healthy person has essentially zero risk from COVID, so why would you take it? Um, yeah, but there's no real evidence that it provides any benefit, and there are clear risks associated with it. So for me, it's well, don't battle. forget
1: that in five years, we're all gonna have like our noses fall off or whatever from our from our long COVID. Um, but honestly like that could happen because of the vaccines too and we won't even fucking
0: know which (laughs) well and there's oh god it just pisses me off i'm sorry i have to like vent about this for a minute but like people always talk about say like okay myocarditis right like there's people there's a risk of that when you get the vaccine and people will say like well there's a except for certain age groups there's a higher risk of myocarditis from actually getting COVID, they always say that, yeah. But to me, it's like, okay, but the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, so you're just providing basically an additional opportunity to get myocarditis. So it's right. like you get it from the shot, and then and then it doesn't stop you from getting COVID. So you have, if you get COVID, you just it's another opportunity to
1: get it, right? And there's no and there's no clear. Um... Indication that the vaccine lowers your chance of getting myocarditis if, right. you, get, if you get COVID. No, not yeah, they exactly. Never, they never say that. They never, mm-hmm. they never take that final logical step because they can't because they don't know. Like you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just it's just absurd. I mean, the the way that they lie to people. Um, do you know any like hardcore like COVID holdouts?
0: Um. Uh, my parents are pretty intense, like boomers who watch like MSNBC. But like our age, our age, you know, I mean, yeah, I do. I not people who are like intense about like they're wearing a mask everywhere, but I think if you're in like a liberal kind of area, which I am, a lot of people are still getting these, are probably going to get this booster, and um get it for their kids and shit, you know, not everyone, not even a majority, I would say, but they're, they're out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know
1: one person at work who is still masking and says she never got COVID. Um, (laughs) and she's roughly like in our age group, she's a little older, but
0: that's so funny. I I just don't I, I just do not understand that at this point. Even if you don't if you think you can avoid getting it forever, you is that worth it to you to wear a mask forever to never get COVID when you see everyone else around you gets COVID and is fine? Ninety year old grandpa gets COVID <laughs> unvaccinated, he's fine. You know? I know.
1: I know. Um actually I have another interesting topic to uh to uh like before we go into the men bowing and masculinity <laughs> in general. Okay. Um so like what is your understand uh like what is your understanding of um the term indigenous people—it's
0: <laughs> a great question. I think I saw you tweeted about this um, maybe today or recently, but um, it's a great question, and it's a pretty incoherent concept if you actually think about it. Right. So, what does it mean
1: to be like? Because okay, there's all these articles that say the last indigenous people in Europe, which is uh, the Sami people. Who I love reading about—they're they're nomadic, yeah—they're nomadic uh, reindeer farmers in northern uh-huh. Finland. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Still live like that. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, whatever. The, I but I'm like, I don't understand why they're indigenous and other Europeans are like
0: not indigenous. Yeah, well, I think, okay, I think there's kind of two angles to this, the way I see it. Like, one is like what the definition sort of says explicitly, which is like... Well, do you want me to read the definition? Yeah, yeah, read it.
1: Okay, so Indigenous people are culturally distinct ethnic groups whose members are directly descended from the earliest known inhabitants of a particular geographic region and to some extent maintain the language and culture of those original people. And I guess my, like, argument is, like, how could that not include, like, a lot more people than it seems to include?
0: Yeah. So basically what it's going back to there is the earliest known inhabitants. But that's arbitrary. I mean, there could have been someone before them that we just don't know about. Right. Or, like, and what, and, like, even... Even if you think about like the indigenous peoples of the Americas, like that was just at the time that we showed up, there could have been plenty of tribes here that were slaughtered and conquered by other tribes or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have no idea. Um, so it just doesn't really. But I think so. That was what I was gonna say is like, yes, there's this dictionary definition that kind of says it's like about the original inhabitants, which. I think there's plenty of crit- room for criticism there of this concept. But I think how it, like, sort of what it, it actually refers to in the way that people tend to use it is, like, um, emphasizing sort of a more, like, primitive group. Right, which seems sense. a fact yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, like kind of again as always with so much of this like lib mentality it's like totally backwards in a sense
1: (laughs) right because it's like so here's like another one like peoples are usually described as indigenous when they maintain traditions or other aspects of an early culture that is associated with the first inhabitants of a given region not all indigenous people share this character characteristic though and it's like I don't know. To me, I'm like, and then like, what does that mean? Like the, you know, I I don't know, like French people, for instance, like aren't in some ways living the way like the earliest French people lived. Like, I don't quite, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Right. They've like out in, they've colonized their former indigenous selves. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I find it also fascinating because it sort of has this, like, anti-globalization, like, bent to it. Um, But, like, the people who love globalization love talking about indigenous peoples.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's about getting people to, like, just feel bad for existing, basically. For, you know, feel like, oh, I'm the conqueror get them used to, like, giving up their land and get whatever, you know, this idea that, like, you need to uh, be willing. It's not good to, you know, own anything or... I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. I just I just
1: don't quite understand, like, the way the term is, like, used seems really, like, offensive to people who, like, would be called Indigenous. And then it seems, like, really ahistorical, because for the most part like arguably like all modern cultures have some sense of like except for us i guess i guess the united states does not have that but like the individual people who came here like am i are am i not indigenous to like i don't know ireland or something mm-hmm.
0: yeah it, it, is,
1: it I is i guess i don't my maintain my irish heritage i'm not like speaking gaelic and
0: stuff right well and the other thing which is what your tweet was kind of alluding to is that it just ignores the history the 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 common thread of violent conflict throughout human history
1: right and the
0: constant
1: ever-changing definition of like who
0: land like belongs to and why right and so what is the proposal that like you know, I guess it would be nice if everyone just put down their weapons forever and, you know, just let anyone who ha possessed land current presently always possess it going forward, but it's just that that's not happening. I'm sorry. It's not like it's whether I want it to or not, it's not a part of the equation. It's just irrelevant. <laughs>
1: What's well, also just funny because I just feel like, you know. <sighs> I guess I just feel like a part of the problem is, is that like, it's almost like, okay, like one of the most offensive things you could say is like, go back to wherever you're quote unquote from, (laughs) right? (laughs) But there's something about this like language around indigenous people that kind of is like, you know, maybe that is the best solution,
0: Uh Uh-huh, like, you belong where you're from. Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, all of us should just, like, all,
1: I guess all people who are, like, white or something should, like, go back to Europe and then, like, you know, and they never apply it in a way that's, like, not part of the message. Like, you know, for instance, like, a lot of people in Europe have, like, a lot of problems with, um you know, uh, the integration of like North African and Middle Eastern refugees, right. which is like, you know, a horrible situation that was mm-hmm. definitely created probably by us, probably by the U.S. is my guess, you know, and the European countries. And the
0: history of, of European colonization. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the history of European colonization, et cetera. But it's like, there's never a suggestion that like, these people would be better off in their like indigenous lands, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems like a really incoherent ideology that can take you like around and around and around. And then it's like some people who I think like should get like indigenous, you know, um, like okay, like all my friends who are Mexican who've done their like 23 and me mm-hmm. are like roughly 30% like Native American, like Aztec, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But like they don't get, they're not considered indigenous.
0: Right. Well, because they're what, 70% Spanish, Spanish or something. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how indigenous? I don't know. Like, how indigenous do you like have to? I don't know. It's just- yeah, oh. I know, I know. Anyway, that was like a side, that was like a side, a side
0: note. Um, No, it's, it's an interesting issue. I I actually thought about that too, after your tweet that showed the changing borders of Europe over the past thousand years or whatever.
1: Yeah. And like more
0: to come. Right.
1: (laughs) Especially if the Libs have their way. I mean, my God, Mm -hmm. they're, they want, they want a full blown invasion of Russia. Yeah. That's essentially what they want, and they want to depose Putin and then do God knows what to Russia.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, they want that's... to subjugate and colonize everyone, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just want all. They want to like divide Russia up into some like. I don't even know. I don't even know what their goal is at this point. It's super weird.
0: Yeah, I mean the Russia thing. Is, I don't there's different opinions about Russia like some people think that Russia is not al- fully not aligned with the globalists um, and that really they're kind of the only major country that is opposed to the whole globalization thing um, I then there's the other side that thinks it's all just kind of a ploy same with where china's in on it russia's in on it and they're all just kind of playing their part similar to like in the book 1984 how they're always talking about constant they're constantly at war with the other you know whatever mysterious countries that no one ever really you don't hear that much about what it's going on but they're just vaguely threatening if it's one of those kind of things
1: well we're kind of already in that i mean right. we've been
0: in some sort of
1: war my entire life yeah. our entire lives right and it's always vague like what we're fighting or like who specifically we're fighting
0: right um and yeah right and the justification for the war and all that so uh, I'm. I don't know. I, I. It's. It's impossible to know really which side is is the actual truth, or if it's some mixture of the two, or whatever. But
1: I tend to think
0: that Russia is
1: offering some sort of other vision,
0: mm-hmm. um, but isn't very powerful on the global stage. Ultimately, yeah. No, they're definitely not not very powerful, certainly as like the American media would have us believe. And I do think China,
1: even though it probably wants globalization, I I think it wants, I think it's also attempting to offer like an alternate vision in the sense of like, they want to be in the position the U S is in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree with that. Um, to some yeah to some extent i though i i don't know because they're they're in some ways they're totally different they do not have the history for example that america does of just like um constant waging of war all over the globe and stuff like that they don't they at least so far you know um, well we'll see they're doing what america did when
1: they reached the point kind of like china's currently at right they're starting to have like quote unquote like imperial ambitions Mm -hmm. so we'll see where that where that leads Mm -hmm.
0: yeah but it's like even the thing about russia like you know like putin originally was you know basically sort of an american asset like we wanted him in charge after the of course yeah soviet union um And so it's, you know, unclear how much that's changed legitimately or if they just want to maintain that perception.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, we were like, yeah, I mean, Putin is like, the country was in like total disarray after the collapse. And the idea that like the U.S. wasn't responsible for like the current situation there is absurd, you know, Right. They, they they had to build it up in some way and they had a lot of power at that moment because of just <laughs> the endless chaos that all was right. the end of the Soviet Union,
0: you all know? Right. All right. And and all the oligarchs are all caught up in the American financial system and everything, you know. I don't I don't see them wanting to change that status quo really. Yeah. <sighs> We'll see.
1: see. All right. Do you want to do like the super woke signaling? (laughs) Bros.
0: (laughs) So again, here you, you might have to fill in some of the color, but I can cover the gist of it. It was one of those things where it's almost like staring at the sun for me, where I just can't even look too closely because I'm afraid it'll like explode my brain. But um, basically from what I can tell, there was some kind of rally or protest or something, sort of a reparations for men, like the wrongs that men have done to women. Right. And there's this viral video of all these men like bowing down to these like, I don't know, it was like six or seven random women, I guess. I don't know who they were. And um, just kind of like wailing and like apologizing for the history of toxic masculinity and abuse of women. (laughs) Did I miss anything?
1: (laughs) I've been trying to find like the source of it. It hasn't been that easy. Uh So let me just read the caption because I guess that's the. So it says every year fit for service is in Sedona um stefan Rachos and christine hasler guide us through a process where the men bow at the feet of the women present we bow for the thousands of years of disrespect and oppression of the feminine we bow for our own unconscious participation in a system which has advantaged men we bow for our own lapses and failures to acknowledge the divine feminine within and without After a few minutes with our heads at their feet, the women start to weep and the tears flood into our own eyes as we realize how deep the wounds run. Burning at the stake deep, no right to vote deep. For the world to return to balance, the feminine wing of humanity needs to be restored to its full divine potentiation. I have said it many times before to Blue of Earth on stage, to my wife, Vanya, to every goddess I meet. I will fight for them and support them with my full heart until my last breath. It's the only thing that motivates me. Wow. So first off, I just want to say <laughs> Aubrey Marcus, gay name. yeah, <laughs> Horny,
0: yeah. please. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there's something very horny about that, I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it just, I, it, it seems kind of gay. Is that where you were going with it? Um, (laughs) because that was my, that was kind of my take. Like, it's just a very odd, he's devoting himself to just worshipping women. Well, it
1: seems very like
0: like, dumb. It's definitely dumb. We can all agree on that, I think. Like,
1: it seems like men who like want it, but like, here's his like bio. He's an experimentalist, unconventional fitness junkie. I don't even know what is an experimentalist. Um, and human optimizer, he is the CEO of Onnit, an optimal human performance company that he has built into one of the fastest growing companies in America. Uh, He looks kind of like chatted out. Like he has some, like a little bit, I mean, weak, weak, weak chin for a real (laughs) chad. Um,
0: so, okay. So he could just be like a lib who's kind of obsessed with just performing, being, like, the perfect kind of libcock male. Yeah. um,
1: I'm trying to figure out what date this occurred on. So, it was in Sedona. (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: you think he has the NPR voice? (laughs) Yeah, I, maybe...
1: (laughs) It's funny that I can't get a date on this. Like when the fuck was this like dated for? Oh, June 29th. So it happened not that long ago.
0: Great. <laughs> um, and so is there any info on what this event was?
1: From what I'm witnessing, it's a very Sedona looking group of women. Uh-huh. We're like turquoise jewelry, like earth tones. Uh-huh. Um, situation going on here. I don't really know what the event was. Um, the other pictures in the post are of a woman being burned at the stake. Oh, uh-huh. um, two women holding something that says votes for women. Uh, he says, his, let's listen to his little speech here. If
0: my life's work was to do nothing else.
1: Cleared the way for your voice to be heard and your magic to spread across the world. It would be a life man yeah. Like I said, horny police. <laughs> <Eey-oo-ee-oo-ee-oo>.
0: <laughs> it's trying to get laid. Do so you think this is his like? But but. Uh, so you think this is his ploy to like get pussy? <laughs> I don't know. That just does not seem very effective to me. I mean... So here's what I find, like, gay
1: about it. It's like... So I, I thought of it in relation... I'm going to go in a little bit of a tangent, but I, I think I'll be able to bring it back to a place okay. you understand. So I was thinking about this Amy Winehouse song, Stronger Than Me. And it's kind of incredible, this song, because I don't think it could be released today. <laughs> so can i read you some of the lyrics yeah yeah you should be stronger than me you've been here seven years longer than me don't you know you're supposed to be the man not pale in comparison to who you think i am you always want to talk it through i don't care i always have to comfort you when i'm there but that's what i need you to do stroke my hair and then later in the song she goes um always want to talk it through i'm okay always have to comfort you every day but that's what i need you to do are you gay cuz i've forgotten all of young loves joy feel like a lady and you're my lady boy <laughs> oh shit <laughs> isn't that a great mix
0: yeah i mean she's not pulling any punches
1: no and the only other female artist that i think is like bold enough to like say shit like that in public is like lana now She's like the last, you know? Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know any woman ever that I've ever met ever, 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 ever who doesn't ultimately want a guy who uh, takes control in certain situations, particularly in sex, and... Mm -hmm. It is sort of like a tra- like a traditional man, at least in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Like they are not attracted to men who would bow before them and sob,
0: you know. Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, in my experience, um, you know, I think I think sometimes women can go for like a kind of sensitive man or something. Who seems kind of mysterious or something but yeah that's different than someone who's just like prostrating on the ground in front of you and it's just I, I don't, i don't i don't think that's very appealing for anyone to be honest i mean i guess maybe some there some men would be into that um like a woman bowing <laughs> down doing that. W- worshiping
1: I, mean, them. I guess I just, I just find it so weird because it doesn't seem like anything that would actually be like in any way exciting for anyone or even moving. And like, I was, you know, a lot of what I'm seeing on Twitter these days is like women, like lamenting how men like don't come up to them in like bars and like, you know, don't sort of like take the, um, don't sort of take the, like, you know, lead in relationships anymore. But I'm like, you, like, not, maybe not you specifically, this particular woman, but, like, women in general have created this environment where, like, I just, and I mean, like, I'm just an observer to this as a gay man, you know? But, like, the environment now is, like, you're basically a fucking, you know, scary sex offender if you, like, approach a woman in any situation that's like not tinder
0: yeah and even
1: then you can be publicly shamed if your approach is like anything but like you know what i mean like as meek as you can possibly be
0: yeah oh for sure
1: and it's like it's like this in the situation i think that's been created is like very dissatisfying to a lot of women that i know
0: yeah no i mean even like it was beat into my head i don't even know it wasn't something like my parents told me or something but just the culture somehow that like you just you know you do not want to be perceived as you know coming on too strong to a woman or you know like i would it made me very um kind of neurotic about (laughs) and it's like i you know you always landed hot chicks you know yeah no i mean i didn't have a problem but i wasn't i guess i wasn't very like like, like, the hottest girlfriends and stuff (laughs) i mean whatever i it's true don't deny it
1: uh, your wife's a total babe too
0: yeah i mean i agree with that but um i uh you know i i still basically though i i'm agreeing with you though i was able to to have success like i f- did feel i was always somewhat um reserved in my approach and not to say i mean obviously i think it's good to be sensitive to people how they're reacting to you and everything but i think the culture has moved in a very extreme direction.
1: <laughs> well, I think like to sum it, it's good to be, it's good to like listen and react yes. to people and and what they're giving off, and, like and like how they're like perceiving you. But at the same time, I think that like there is a element to like seduction that people find very titillating and exciting and like a part of that seduction is sort of like a person like a pursue a, 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 a pursuit of some kind yes. you know i
0: think yeah for women especially yes it, the a big part of you know sexuality is kind of the feeling of being de- wanting to be desired and pursued yeah and it doesn't have to be predatory it's just this like
1: they want a man who is really into them but sort of like yeah like not i'm not talking about consent or anything like that right now i'm just saying like they want a man who they're gonna say no to in the sense of like a dating scenario maybe once or twice but they don't want him to like give up on Uh that pursuit. So I'm like totally removing this from like sexual encounters. I'm putting this completely in like just
0: going agreeing to a date or yeah, agreeing to a
1: date. And I do think women like it when they kind of like turn you know, like there's a little bit of a pursuit in that regard, you know? Mm Mm-hmm yeah i don't know and i think seduction is is hot to a lot of women
0: <laughs> yeah i mean the trick is like it's does it, you know they don't want to be seduced and pursued you know by any man it has to be someone that they're actually um attracted to and desire themselves of course. So, so that's of course. the that's where the catch is and that's what makes it tricky for men you know (laughs) i mean
1: yeah you have to determine if there's like an initial attraction there what's like at all Mm -hmm. um and then i think if there is an initial attraction like some level of like pursuit is like not only appropriate but like hot you know Mm -hmm. um but that is the tricky part especially for young guys is like figuring out if there is that and I think the older you get, it becomes more and more obvious when that's there and when that's not you know right um but yeah i mean i feel, I couldn't imagine straight men dating and the like or women I mean right now it just the whole thing just seems so broken right now mm-hmm. um it seems really hollow, and it seems like there's a lot of pressure on women to have casual sex that they don't really want to have. And there's a lot of pressure on men to like both deliver that casual sex, but at the same time be, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's just like, a. I don't understand how they're navigating it, you know? Yeah. So it's like I mean, it's,
0: it's a weird time. I think there's, um, there's other aspects of masculinity that are kind of in decline too, and like I like just all these soft boy kind of things, and you know I common. You know what
1: encapsulates it? Remember how they tried to cancel "Baby It's Cold Outside"? Yeah, Yes,
0: yeah, that's a great example.
1: And like for like,
0: I was never on board with that shit for like
1: two years. They were like, "It's a rape song." Yeah. And I was like, I don't think it's a rape song. I think it's a song where there's like a kind of like teasing back and forth.
0: Yes. It's obviously it's, it's a romantic, you right. know, and fun. she, the woman obviously wants to
1: stay. That's, right. the whole, that's the whole point of the song, but she doesn't want to seem easy.
0: Well, she says what's in this drink.
1: Yeah, but I mean, she says what's in this drink, but like, I just, I think the whole joke of the song is that she like does want to be there and like is excited about it. And like, you know. Mm -hmm. No, exactly, exactly. And like, I don't know, like I feel like in today's like modern sexual politics, a woman could say to a man, like sort of jokingly, like, you're not getting any tonight, you know, uh, <laughs> and then like end up sleeping with him later, and some people would be like oh that's that's a something really bad happened there, <laughs> and I'm like, I-, I don't know, I mean, I think that that's the type of thing that like used to be kind of normal and was like not bad for a lot of people. Yeah. It was sort of just like part of the like dance, you know, yeah. Like being like you could take me out, but you're you're not getting anybody. But then like you know, throughout the night you get excited about it,
0: right? <laughs> a, fl- a flirtation about. I mean, there has to be kind of this back and forth. Other, you know, like you don't you can't even decide if you want to sleep with someone instantaneously. So you know, I mean, in most cases, so. It's right, like but there's
1: people who would, like, say that just, like, the very, like, I think, innocuous, chill example I gave would be, like, a date rape of some kind. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's an absurd overgeneralization, you know? Right. No. Um, no. Anyway, these men seem like they're tr- they're trying... Uh, the joke I saw over and over again, which is why I keep bringing up sex, is because I just think that, like... I- I'm like, is this the way to get your dick wet these days? Like... <laughs> Is like very soft approach. Like you're fully prostrate on the ground, like sobbing.
0: You I'm know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, least, I mean, the least threatening you could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I uh, another thing is like, and you know, I've again, I know not all women are the same. Not all relationships are the same. Different things work for different people, completely 100% understood. But, you know, I think a lot of times women, they don't really want you to fully open up and, you know, just talk about how hurt you are by this and that, you know, like they kind of want they want to be able to do that and they want you to be the rock that can, you know, withstand the storm. And, um, and I think that that dynamic has kind of been lost a little bit and can be part of why I think there's a lot of, um, unsatisfied people, um, in heterosexual relationships or, or who aren't able to, to be in a relationship
1: for reasons
0: like that. (laughs) I mean, don't
1: get me wrong. Gay people aren't like just killing it out there, you know? (laughs) Um, I don't even know what's going on with, with them, but Mm -hmm. um, it's a whole, you know, Oh my God, this article I thought was crazy too. Half the world has a clitoris. Why don't doctors study it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> what?
1: that was a new york times headline today uh,
0: <laughs> as if there's a total absence of interest in the clitoris is that what they're saying yeah i just um haven't we already had the vagina monologues and all this stuff I don't know. It's like—is there a lot of dick research that I'm not aware of? <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's just—it's yeah. I don't. I don't really understand. I feel like the clitoris is really well studied now, but like I don't really understand. It doesn't seem that complicated to me.
0: It just seems like this is what feminism has been reduced. That, this is, that I guess, to me, is like... Uh, like it, I believe that there is something to be said for a movement, a women's movement. I think there's something that could be there that's legitimate. But what it's become is a farce the like clitoris on the front page of the New York Times, like that's having any impact, you know? I, I just don't, it's so, right. it, it's just like about the same thing as everything else, trying to get clicks and get people to buy a t-shirt that says like, you know, pussy power or something, you know? <laughs> it's like,
1: right. And it's like, and most, of, it's interesting because like most of the article is about this woman who had to have a biopsy, cause she potentially had cancer on her clitoris, which I guess can happen. And she like lost sensation. And it's like how, but I'm like, I'm just gonna say it, like I I wouldn't be thrilled, it would be a life-changing thing, but if my dick had cancer and it was like, we have to like do something about that or you die. (laughs) You know? That sounds
0: like like some Vax side effect shit, honestly. I've never-
1: Yeah, who knows? I mean, my God. <sighs> okay, so we get to the last? Well, I'm trying to think of the last thing. I mean, do we want to do IDF? Horny? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, let's do it again. I just I don't, don't know, know.
1: if they have a whole lot to say about it besides that it's really funny.
0: <laughs> That's all you need.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I guess the Israeli, what do they call it? What IDF stands for? Israeli, what? I think it's Israeli Defense Force or something. I, I really, Israeli Defense Forces, yeah, and I, they have these funny psyops that I guess the U.S. government has like started um, also employing, which is just like really hot, um, like really hot girls. Have you seen the picture? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And it's like really hot girls. Um, uh, who are like,
0: kind of in like sexy combat fatigues. Yeah. Um, like Lara Croft style, Tomb Raider yeah, style. Like,
1: <laughs> I guess the idea, it's like, it's a funny Zyop because the whole, um, idea behind it is like kind of like antithetical to like what the military seems to be trying to do with their PR. Cause it's like, they have like a massive rape problem um (laughs) so it seems funny to try to like get you know um like to try to get dudes into the military by showing these like hot girls um i don't know it just seems like a bad idea anyway here's the military e-girl do you want to hear one of her Things she says.
0: Oh, they have like their own uh social media presence. Yeah, here I'll play it for you. Love
1: okay. It. Um, let me find one that's not edited because people love editing her to make funny make fun of her. Okay, here <laughs> she is. How about a motherfucking
0: muck man? We got a beef taco. a thing, man. Wake
1: up. She's like showing her like beady eyes. What are those called? The meals. Oh, like your rations? or Yeah. (laughs) And she's like really, I don't know, like she looks like a sexy vixen.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I'm scrolling on her feed now. This is crazy. I don't know. She's wearing like a bunny costume in one.
1: I can't even really like say like what, like an opinion about it. I mean, there's like no opinion because it's so,
0: you know. She's ob- dressed as sexy Princess Leia in one with the <laughs> chain around her neck.
1: Yeah, it's so obviously a psyop. It's like stupid, like anyone who would <laughs> fall for that. It's it's like, it's like clearly like, you know, she's not getting in trouble for doing these TikToks. They want her to do these TikToks. Right. They think it, um I think it's good for, you know, like their imperialistic military murder recruits to think this is what the military is like. (laughs) um, I guess what's funny about it is people have pointed out it's very similar to like IDF psyops, which show like, um, you know, similarly like hot girls doing the... You know, basically being like, you should join the military and you too can kill minorities and foreign indigenous peoples in
0: <laughs> foreign countries. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is quite a look.
1: Yep. I think that's like all the stuff. Oh, Tara Reid responded to one of my tweets.
0: Oh, nice. Which yeah. tweet? I said...
1: She said, as JLo famously sang, love don't cost a thing, so why all the hate people? Get it together and be kind. This is her tweet. You'll feel great if you come from a place of love. Pterodactyls know it. And I said, love to find i love to find out I'm a pterodactyl. Hashtag. <laughs> and she said, cute, isn't it? And I said, loves it. <laughs> nice.
0: You broke through. I broke through, yeah. Ask her if she wants to be on the pod. I don't know how. I feel like, wasn't she in the news recently? I mean, news here used very <laughs> loosely. She's like a, you know, she's like a shark,
1: sharknado. She had that like renaissance with sharknado.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, the other thing I got involved, I got blocked by this dude. Because um, he ended up being um, a world economic forum, foreign op, like forum op guy. And he was posting all this stuff about him and his family have like stayed COVID zero by like having a homeschool pod and shit.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, I didn't discover this. I just retweeted it. And then someone found an article he wrote that was why I'm going to Davos and why I'm hoping my peers don't find out. (laughs) <laughs> and then it was written by him. He's the co-creator of Occupy Wall Street, and it's wow. Says the, annual, the annual meeting has a history of engagement between activists and elites. It provides a form in which the truth can be spoken to power and uneasy alliances as necessary to confront our existential challenges. Anyway, I posted that and added him, and he blocked me.
0: Wow. God, Occupy Wall Street must have been such a fucking op. I'd never even thought about that, but seems obvious in retrospect. (laughs) I mean,
1: the one in Texas at the time that I went was like, um, I don't know, so retarded. (laughs) It was like really, really bad. Oh, Oh, we could talk, this is fun. Did you hear about the Manhattan congressional candidate who's trying to prove he's sex positive? So he filmed a porno? <laughs> okay, now we need to have this
0: guy on the pod.
1: Yeah, Mike Itkiss. did you see anything about it? Mike
0: Itkiss, I like it. Um no, I haven't heard about this whatsoever. Okay, let me read it to
1: you. It's fucking hilarious. And the porno, I've I've seen like a little clip and it's like really funny. Um, so <laughs> He's running for, I guess, Congress. Apparently, thinks the best way to show his support for legalizing sex work is to release a sex, sex tape. Um, and people are kind of mocking this, but I'm like, why not?
0: Yeah, can
1: can a can a sex worker be a be a Congresswoman? Why why doesn't AOC have a fucking um, OnlyFans? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, She's a big, big big-ass, big-booty Latino, as we know. (laughs) Um, A self-described liberal independent running in New York's 12th district against current representative Jerry Nadler. He's a long-shot candidate, and he released a video on Pornhub in July. Um, It's part of his sex-positive approach, he said. Um, He basically had to release the sex tape, which he called a conversation piece, in an interview with City and State, he out how else could he, a cyber operations expert, have possibly shown solidarity with sex workers? Um, and this dude is just really funny looking. And the woman he <laughs> the woman he's in the sex tape. I don't even know how to let me just I how do I send this photo to you? Um, you can I don't know. I'll put it on in Instagram Hold, or I'll put it on Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> He's with this like tri-state ho. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. I just sent it. Go look.
0: Okay. She has a very long <laughs> island. <laughs>
1: She has a very Long Island face.
0: She does. She <laughs> does. This guy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I support it. It's I'm, God. I mean, he must be a publicity, you know, fucking narcissist just like everyone else. But I do respect that he's um, doing the work, you know.
1: I just love how people like jumped down his throat so fast and were like, what an what an idiot. But I'm like, I, I don't understand like like why why is he an idiot under your ideology? <laughs> like, isn't this exactly what you're talking about? Like, shouldn't like sex workers like be totally legitimized and like Like, again, like, I don't understand why under this ideology it would be a big deal if, like, AOC was selling ass pics on OnlyFans.
0: Right, right. It seems like they want a complete abolition of any boundaries. She could make make five million easy for her next
1: campaign. (laughs) Think about how easy it would be. She just did, like, three or four, like, you know, Kim Kardashian-style ass pics and you had to subscribe to OnlyFans
0: to get it. Wow. That's maybe she's, no one's, t- you know, she hasn't thought of it. She should <laughs> hire you to run her next <laughs> campaign. I'm like, we're doing aspects. Easy.
1: <laughs> oh, I guess we should touch on this really quick too, uh, before we go out. But like Alex Jones, bummer.
0: Oh, what? Verdict. Oh, the billion dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a a hot topic for sure. Um, I mean, it's just such a fucking bummer. I loved how MIA
1: came out of the woodwork to be like, this is fucked
0: up. Yeah, well, it was announced on the same day that Pfizer announced that they had lied, essentially, about the transmission thing, (gasps) Mm -hmm. that the vax prevented transmission. and Yeah, so she tweeted about, like, Pfizer lies after making billions and nothing, and Alex Jones, you know, gets fined a billion for lying to her. You know, something like a lot what of a queen. Times. Yeah. And she's a born-again
1: Christian. Oh, really? My sister in Christ, yeah. <laughs> she converted. Yeah. Um I don't, yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously the message is like if you go too far off, like, the mainstream narrative. They're going to fucking just nail you to the wall. Oh, yeah, you're
0: toast, man.
1: You're yeah. toast. And he, like, clearly did that. I mean, as far as the Sandy Hook thing goes, like, I, I truly fail to understand how what he did is is not covered in her free speech. hmm Like, I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I don't even know exactly what he said again, because it's one of those things where that's not typically what's discussed, you know, like actual quotes of things that he said, you know, it's always just summarized of like he was, you know, assaulting the parents or whatever, you know. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he might have said, and and he's a complicated figure. Like, I, you know, he is kind of crazy. He is, you know, a lot of people think he's basically kind of a form of controlled opposition at this point. Um, And that kind of makes sense to me. Like he, that he's, he puts on this character um as the crazy conspiracy guy. And then, and then kind of by association, anybody else who's talking about like, um, the Iraq war being a sham then gets in the, uh, same. They're viewed in the same light as Alex Jones, some crazy kook, you know, and it kind of gives credence to the idea that conspiracy theorists are just crazy and you shouldn't listen to them and shit like that. Um, but at the same time, I'm totally with you that I think it sets a really bad precedent, um, as far as free speech goes. And specifically, the right of people to um, ask questions about the government and um, events that that don't make sense to them, which I think is definitely, as we've learned over the past two and a half years, um, is warranted in many cases. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean,
1: I don't understand why he couldn't, why can't he spec? I mean, as even if you think it's completely distasteful, like, why can't he speculate about that?
0: Yeah, well, and I actually, um, I read a tweet from someone that uh, was also related to the moon landing. Um, but Kim Iverson is this independent journalist um, who's actually pretty based. I, I have a lot of respect for her, but she said something like. Um, you know, under this kind of logic, couldn't someone um, couldn't Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong sue someone for saying that they didn't actually go to the moon? (laughs) Right? Like it's the same kind of thing, basically.
1: Yeah. I also love that he called David Hogg a crisis actor (laughs) because that dude is he's a fucking piece of work. Really? I don't know anything. I never trusted him. He's the Stoneman Douglas guy. Oh, oh, I see. He's a total he's a he's a total fucking op
0: awful. <laughs> well watch yourself Q. You might get uh find yourself on the wrong end of a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. They can try to get a billion dollars from me and have it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's again, it's the same thing, and it's it's not just this one issue. It's happening in a variety of ways. The Kanye stuff is related to this, how there was people saying uh, the story about his bank account, J.P. Morgan canceling his bank accounts with them after his comments about Jews. Um, of course, the whole thing with Julian Assange, where they're trying to... Well, did that
1: happen? Did J.P. Morgan really cancel his bank
0: account? I saw... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't see firsthand the, the letter, but the, I saw stories about that. Yeah, and I mean, that does not seem.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it is all over the place.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Is, is was J.P. Morgan Jewish?
0: I don't know. Oh,
1: Chase. Yeah. 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 He was that. I mean, that just seems really, like, not, a, I don't know, like, why can a why can a bank cut ties with you like that? Because you're a, don't these people I fucking, think, hold, don't they hold money for, like, fucking Putin and, like.
0: Yeah, they like, do. Like, Kim Jong-un and, like, aren't they fucking. The, the uh, banks are the shadiest actors on the planet. Like they aren't they in bed that.
1: with literally fucking everyone? Like all the worst people you can imagine. Yes.
0: Yes. So it's like Kanye. Well, exactly. Exactly. They're trying to prove a point. You step out a line, bam. <laughs> and that's I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stepping out of line, I guess, is saying DEF CON three on the Jews and not like I guess literal genocide. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, and again, and that's the thing about Alex Jones too. Like, I don't really think he's a good guy, but what did he, what did he do? He didn't kill anyone. He didn't, he didn't, um, you know, start a war in Iraq and millions of, or hundreds of thousands of Iraqis dead and making profiting off that, selling weapons, and you know, all around the world. You know, he didn't do shit like that. Where, you know, and yet this, his, what he did is front page news and his billion dollar fine is front page news with no understanding that there's a whole spectrum of bad activity going or, happening.
1: They didn't world. even prove that anything he said resulted in no any sort of physical harm or death i mean it was all emotional damages but a billion dollars i mean Mm -hmm. it's just and like i don't understand like was it a libel case i guess
0: yeah defamation but it wasn't even that it never went to trial he was defaulted which means typically a default happens when you get sued and you just don't respond to the lawsuit whatsoever.
1: So he doesn't have a billion dollars, obviously.
0: Well, it's unclear. I, I don't know. They, I mean, I don't know what kind of assets he has. I don't know if they sued Infowars and as, as a corporation and then you can get their assets. You know, I don't really know. Um, but I doubt, I have to say, I highly doubt that he will actually pay a billion dollar or 965 million, yeah but i mean they could still ones. they could still completely ruin him oh yeah uh, no doubt about
1: that i mean i mean it's it's saying here he's worth at least 270 million mm-hmm. so that's i mean i'm assuming that's going to be gone
0: yeah wow. So it's, it seems like to me, it's more about proving a point than, you know, than, um, than justice, which um, if you're, if you're trying, yeah. And in the Pfizer thing is a great comparison where, where's Pfizer's billion dollar punishment or where, where are they taking back all the billions and billions and billions that they made uh, based on their lies? You know, it's. Just interesting that it's only when your lies kind of challenge a government narrative that, uh, this kind of thing seems to happen.
1: Well, fuck that. And MIA queen yeah. coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Good for her, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I respected that a lot and it was kind of, um, you always like it when you see um, like a random celebrity uh, is on your side or whatever. Um, Who else? Oh, uh, Elijah Wood commented on it. Some like, he was like, um, what? Or something.
1: I mean, that's really what celebrities should be saying. (laughs) They should be like, you know the aristocracy used to be like they should be saying like let them eat cake and stuff yeah. like, they really shouldn't be like involved in like politics or whatever
0: yeah well I'm all about
1: celebrities being like frivolous and stupid and, yeah
0: like, right and like that's another thing is MIA is like married to a billionaire I think too. she's not she had a baby with him oh okay okay she didn't marry him though they're not together now okay but
1: I bet that child support is, is pretty fat. fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she hooked herself up for at least 18 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Alright, should we call
0: it? Alright, let's call it. Let's call it. Bye. Yeah.